Welcome in to episode three of the Stomp the Bus show. I'm your host, Mark Harris, and we have some juicy stuff to get into. We're going to talk about all of the outgoing transfers from ASU football. So much fun and a lot of guys to talk about because there were a lot of transfers. Yeah, Mark uh, Mark doesn't have time to uh, introduce his co-host, unfortunately. So, Well, I was just getting getting into it all right no i don't want to i don't want to mess up your flow here mark but yeah do your thing well, who am i my co-host uh who was speaking That's earlier me. colton dodgson how you doing my friend I, i'm better now that i'm on the show so <laughs> thank you all right you, mark. wonderful um so today this was actually not even planned in our show but ASU Athletic Director Extraordinaire Ray Anderson spoke with the Arizona Republic today, and he had a few thoughts about UCLA and UC, yeah. USC and UCLA leaving for the Big Ten. Um, he actually said he was, quote, completely shocked when he found out they left. Um I know it's easy to criticize Ray Anderson right now because, well, there's a lot of reasons. Um, but I'm I'm not going to blame him for saying that he was completely shocked that the two L.A. schools left. I mean, no one really expected this. People maybe expected it, like, in the long term, but I don't think people expected it to happen when it did. So, Yeah, and I think all of the news we've been covering for the last two weeks has made it seem like all of this expansion stuff is just a foregone conclusion. And this is going to happen based on this and everything like that. Um, and this could just be a total smokescreen by Ray Anderson. I'm not expecting him to sit down with the reporter and be like, Oh yeah, we've had extensive conversations. Right. We'll be moving uh, at, at, on this timeline, whatever it is. Um, but the, the tone of these two quotes is like completely different from everything that we've heard. Not that I'm shocked by that. It's not like we're going to get some uh, a look behind the curtain, so to speak. This is just kind of like breaking silence or whatever. But uh, just him saying everything out there has been overblown and exaggerating, exaggerated and lacking any credibility, um, says he had a conversation with one Big 12 AD. It just seems like um, our thought process was sort of influenced by uh, because this is happening, this must mean this is going to happen. So to speak if that makes sense but right and ultimately uh, um and it kind of looks like it, yeah I, I was just going to say it kind of looks like uh instead of this exodus from the pac-12 we're still looking for schools that are an academic cultural fit that is unique in the pac-12 and our presidents are sensitive to that so instead of this sentiment that there's going to be an exodus from the pac-12 uh, the Pac-12, based on these quotes from Ray Anderson, is, is trying to weather this storm as a collective. Right, right. Um, and we spoke about this before, but in the, you know, 24-hour news cycle, people want to know what's going on. I certainly do. Um, and there was a lot of reports of meeting with the Big 12 and the four corner schools are going to leave to the big 12 right away and this and that, and it still hasn't happened. That doesn't mean it's not going to happen, but we're just in a waiting period. Um, and I think it's August 4th is when this ends uh, of the PAC 12 negotiating its rights and nobody's going to leave until they actually know what the hard number is. Uh, each school would get from whatever TV con uh, contract they make. So 
that's why these athletic directors are coming out and saying specific things like this. Uh, definitely a lot of people probably didn't like the, oh, cultural fit, Pac-12, stuff like that, uh, academic standards, which is kind of funny coming from an ASU, <laughs> ASU perspective. Uh, hey, their athletics have a, a very high average GPA, Mark. That's right. Yeah, so. That's right. Hang the banner. Um, yeah. So oh, real quick. Wow, me, this is – oh, no, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, yeah. To me, when you're saying stuff like this about super specific, like Pac-12, we have high academic standards, I feel like this is – he definitely thought about this question before it was asked, you know? And so it feels like – this is just me speculating. So, um, But it feels like him and Crow, ASU President Michael Crow, they like, okay, if, if – the Republic asks you this respond kind of like this, you know, like they don't just come into these interviews blind. So right. and that's what, that's what they're going to say until like, they're going to back the back 12 until they don't, you know? And so, right. and maybe they will back the pack 12 longer because it'll stay together. But right. it does. I don't, even though like the ASU fan base, rightly so views a lot of anything coming out of from Ray Anderson through a negative lens um, I just, I'm not going to be like, oh, they're definitely staying in the Pac-12 now because he said this. It's like, no, I'm like, yeah. So my thought, my thought process is kind of take these words with a grain of salt. I don't yep. think anything you're going to read from a news source, um, is going to be sort of the authority one way or another. Like you said, I think a lot of prep sort of went into this, um, and I don't think he, Ray Anderson or anybody is, is that eager to break silence on this, but you kind of have to. So right. people stop speculating. If based on his words, this was all rooted in falsehood and there was no validity to any of these claims, you kind of have to come out and say that, um, but not say anything else, right? Kind of shoot it down and then move on. I don't think any of these people are very eager um, to give everybody a peek behind the curtain of what's happening. So it's something, but I think this is the most we'll probably get. Um, and while this is an ongoing issue that I'm sure everybody has an opinion on um, and would possibly like to talk to like-minded individuals, um, me and Harris have taken it upon ourselves to provide you with a place where you can do that. Um, I went ahead and created a Stomp the Bus Discord that we are going to have um, a join link for in the description of this episode on YouTube. It's open to anybody who is watching. I'm still in the process of um, sort of making it aesthetically pleasing, if you will, but it's functional. Okay. And that's what matters. So go ahead that's and more about. Yes. So go ahead and okay, join um, that discord. Um, start the conversation. You might have me and Mark chiming in if we feel so inclined um but yeah we wanted to sort of expand this um and continue to grow what we're trying to do here so if you would like to join that discord again the link is going to be in the description of this episode and you can come up with any theories on expansion or anything else that you would uh like to discuss there with others who listen to the show so there is the uh first plug we've ever had in the history of this show um, and it will be the last on this episode. Maybe I'll remind you again at the end if you make it that far. Um, but yeah, don't forget to join that Discord. It's going to pick up, hopefully. Um, and I'm going to make some tweaks as we go along as well. I love it. 
get with the uh the Gen Zers. There you go. Um outreach. That's right. So they uh there was actually one more quote from this story that kind of caught my eye. Uh and full disclosure, we do not have the uh show budget for a uh Arizona Republic subscription and this story was behind a paywall so we had to kind of find the best quotes we could on right. Twitter. Mark, blew, Mark blew our whole budget on that ASU blanket behind him because he needed a backdrop. So that's right. That's right. And hey, that we, were ju- we were journalism majors, not finance majors. Okay. I wow, can't be man. expected to know what to do with my money. There you go. Yeah. Anyway, um, Anderson mentioned that quote, everything out there, and this is in regards to the Big 12 rumors, ASU leaving. Quote, everything out there has been overblown and exaggerating and lacking any credibility. Uh, but the this is a quote tweet from Stuart Mendel of The Athletic. He, he mentions that um, Anderson said he had one conversation with one Big 12 AD. So that's kind of, it's kind of contradicting because it's like, it's overblown, exaggerated, lacking any credibility. But, oh, by the way, I also spoke with someone. Um, I think maybe what he's talking about in terms of like overblown is that like, oh, ASU, U of A, Colorado, and Utah, they're going to leave for the Big 12 tomorrow or they're going to leave before the football season starts. Or maybe it's something like that, but it could right. just be a, a bold lie, you know, and well, the ASU conversation, does join soon, so. yeah, the conversation could have just been, well, this is crazy. And the other AD says, yeah, it kind of is, huh? And then Ray Anderson replies, super conference, question mark, LOL. <laughs> and then they they just stop. So that was his one conversation. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, that's that's what I take that to mean. Maybe I'm way off, but. He's just texting. He's just texting like the Kansas State AD, one o'clock, yeah. you up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Realignment talk. <laughs> Let's join up, LMAO. Want to meet on Mill? No. Yeah. Uh, I wonder if anyone's, I wonder if Ray Anderson's ever gone to Mill. <laughs> like, what Mill, Mill is dead, Mark. I Mill know. Is no more. I know. And now the it's, vine's closing too. Yeah. So. All tradition, all tradition dies at ASU. That's what they, <laughs> that's what they love to do at ASU. Kill, kill everything good. Oh, man. Go Devils. Uh, yeah, we, so, we yeah. So, home on Mill. Sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. Great management there, Michael Crow. Definitely, definitely good to have a retirement home near one of the biggest college party bar strips in America. And that definitely makes a lot of sense. And if you're a non-ASU fan watching this, that actually happened. That actually 100% happened. And now Michael Crow is the person tasked with leading us into whichever next conference ASU goes to, which doesn't fear me at all because Michael Crow knows so much about football. He has the magic touch with athletics. I am being 100% sarcastic. I, I couldn't, think... I couldn't deduct that. Mark. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not good with so, nuance. Anyway. Um, <laughs> let's hope that Michael Crow and Ray Anderson do get ASU into the best possible situation one thing that we know will not happen or will not happen relatively soon is the big 12 and the pac 12 merging uh that was reported a few days ago earlier this week that 
partnership talks between the big 12 and the PAC 12 just couldn't, they just couldn't, couldn't come to um, fruition. And so at the moment, it looks like both leagues are still trying to figure this stuff out on their own. I know that a lot, there's, you know, rumors out there that the big 12 is going to poach the PAC 12. We'll see. Uh, It just comes down to which conference gets the better TV deal. Um, And I saw this mentioned, let's say the big 12 gets whatever it is like $32 million a year for their TV deal. Each school gets and the PAC 12 gets 31. I don't think any PAC 12 school is leaving just to leave. You know, it has to be a significant bump. It can't just be like, a million dollars or $2 million. Like that's obviously a lot of money, but it, in, in this whole college sports TV deal um, saga that we're in, it's, it's probably not making any like huge differences, you know? Right. And based on what I'm reading here about the, the merger um, ending, it looks like there was three options laid out by the PAC 12 pooling rights, a scheduling concept or fully combining the leagues. Um, and the Big 12 was most interested in fully combining the leagues because that would have been the most lucrative from a value standpoint. Um, it said they needed more option, more time to explore, did over the weekend, and decided they didn't want to do it. Um, so the Big 12 is looking at uh, media rights that can't be – or the Big 12 media rights can't be negotiated until 2024. So now the Pac-12 is – uh, motivated to sort of find their own media right, right? They have right. Uh, no motivation to join the Big 12, as it says here. Um, and in the middle of a media rights negotiation, which is good, we're, we're kind of at this place where uh, hopefully we'll get to watch some more ASU games. The Sunday ticket might be going to streaming. Right. Uh, good right. time uh, for, I guess, people who are ASU football and NFL fans. It won't be so difficult to watch these games anymore. Um, so that's just kind of what I what I took from uh, reading that article. Well, and it seems like just from being on Twitter, it seems like a lot of Big 12 fans, they just want to poach, get the four corner schools. And by doing that, you kind of force Oregon and Washington's hand um, to join. And then that's kind of what they want is the Big 12 plus the best of the Pac-12 in terms of a TV money perspective. So see where that goes. I, I honestly, a merger that would have been great. I would have loved to have a merger. I think that like neither of these conferences are going to be significantly more valuable than the other, you know, like even though I, I'd say a, uh, the PAC 12 currently has the two biggest brands in Oregon and Washington, but maybe they could leave to the big 10 who knows, although they probably would have been invited already. So that, you know, that's just all up in the air, but I mean, I, I don't know. I wish that the people in charge of this would just, I feel like it'd be better for the common good of both conferences to join together, but that's just not how it works. Cause in college sports, it's all about your own entity and doing exactly what's best for you. And we'll see if this works out. Cause it's probably only going to work out uh, positively for one of these conferences. Well, Mark, um, I'll tell you what is certain. And that is ASU will play in the PAC 12 this season. That is certain. That's so, right. We'll operate under that uh, pretense. We'll operate with that and uh, move forward from that. It seems like there's going to be nothing more on this front. It, all of the big, well, uh, all the big moves have sort of happened. So, 
We think so. Um, I, I guess the thing is, um, I forget the exact date that the Pac-12, uh, it was a 30-day negotiating window, and I think they started in early July. Um, I want to say it's August 4th that that ends. So it'll probably be around like the first week of August that we know what the PAC 12 will make and that'll inform a lot of decisions going forward. So it's just, I, I as a fan, like I just want to know what's going to happen with ASU and it sucks because, and I mentioned this, you know, in the previous episode, these decisions aren't like impulsively made, even though as a fan, you kind of wish they were just because it's, it's interesting to have schools moving around, even though it's also, disheartening at the same time because it's you know breaking rivalries you're losing the regionality of college football this and this and this and it's just it's it's interesting but it's also just really sad at the same time so we'll see what happens um i now, still when, when does when does usc and ucla enter the big 10 it's 2024 right i believe so yeah so okay. i think we have two more years that's when like all of these changes sort of happen with like Oklahoma and Texas as well. I believe so. Okay. I believe, but it also like maybe you can negotiate your way out and leave early or pay a bunch your, whatever your media uh, obligations are, you pay that early if you want to leave a year early. So it's not set in stone. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I just, I just wish the two leagues could have come together because if that happened, that would, they would definitely be the third best conference and it wouldn't be like that geographically crazy because you would still play a lot of the same. If the big 12 and PAC 12 merge, it'll just probably be like ASU plays like one more game against like Texas tech, or maybe you have one year where you go to Cincinnati or something like that. But it wouldn't right. be and like you would still have a bunch of teams nearby. So it wouldn't be just geographically insane. It seems like the biggest hurdle just based on what I'm reading here was the, the media rights and the fact right. that big 12 is locked in until 2024 PAC 12 is already negotiating their, their media rights. It seems like that timeline just didn't line up and maybe we would have seen more movement on this front. If there was a little bit more, um, I guess of a parallel between their timelines on meteorite negotiations. So that seems like the biggest hurdle that they came to was uh, the big 12's deal being locked in until 2024. Yeah. I guess my thing with that though, is like, if it's only one year apart is like, is that really a huge hurdle? You know, maybe that's just someone saying like, maybe that wasn't the actual reason why they didn't merge, you know, it could maybe be a cop out, but what do you do yeah. for that year? as far as your media sign a one-year deal i'm i'm kind of like i don't understand what it, what a conference would do in that scenario yeah uh, <laughs> i am not a media rights expert so yeah. I I, me neither i'm just kind of like from like the common man's perspective i'm kind of like i i don't know what a school would do if the pac-12 they expire in 2023 right the pac-12 well they do it, now yeah okay because so what would you yeah. do if, between 20 i guess you can negotiate an overlap but yeah between 2023 so. and 2024 it, there would be that that sort of dead window that i don't know i don't know what a, a conference would do in that scenario but it could just be a cop-out maybe yeah. both conferences were just not that into it 
I think that, I don't know, the more, unless, unless the PAC 12 and the ACC, remember we talked about the PAC 12 ACC, like not merger, but like a, like a, a weird partnership, scheduling partnership. Yeah. 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 Unless that comes to, comes to fruition and actually happens. I, I don't know, man. I kind of just want ASU and ASU to go along to the big 12 with the remaining four corner schools, because it just feels more stable. Like if you stay at the PAC 12, you you're at the whim of Oregon and Washington getting the call up to the big 10, you know, and if they leave, then it, you're totally screwed. Um, is and the, the other thing is, to, is the big 10 trying to add more schools. Have they mentioned that? No, they haven't. So, but this is more yeah. like five years down the road. Okay. Type of deal. Well, I mean, this is so fluid. This is oh, such a, a dynamic yeah. situation that like next season, it could all just yep. like blow up yeah. again. So who knows what's going to happen? I, I I'm taking this as right now. We're not going to expect any new big announcements for this season. But the second this season's over, I think it's it's all bets are off. It's going to be craziness all over again. Yeah. Um, but I'd love if, like, I don't know if we get a comment or something, th- this uh, media rights sort of dilemma between 2024 and 2023, what a school would do in that dead window. I'd love to learn about that because I, I truly have no idea. So if somebody knows, uh, leave a nice detailed comment like our friend who escapes me did on our first episode. I don't remember Brent. his name. Brent. Brent, if you know about this, please tell me. Or <laughs> join the Discord and we'll talk about it. Um, yeah, for sure. I think when when it comes to like future, like actual concrete realignment news, because like the news of the Big 12, I almost said the Big 10, Big 12 and the Pac-12 not merging, like that's news, but it's not like anything that's the actually happening. Did you say the Big 12? Yeah. Or did you say the pack? Sorry, I think you said the Pac-10 and it like threw me off. The pack, okay. The Pac-12 and the Big 12. There the fact that the news the Big 24. Them, yeah. yeah. Exactly. The news of them not merging, like that's definitely news, but it's not like concrete news of Colorado's joining the Big 12, you know. Like, so in terms of concrete news, I feel like if we don't know any more actual concrete news of who's going where, who's staying, um, then I feel like we're going to – if we don't know any of that before kickoff, right, then we're, we're going to have to wait until next offseason, you know. It's not going to – I don't think it's going to happen, like, during the season. Um, I, I kind of disagree with you. I think that – I think that something could happen by the time, like, a month from now, you know, because the – Pac-12's media rights deal is still being negotiated. And, you know, maybe one of the things that happens isn't something huge, but maybe it's more like, oh, the Pac-12 has decided to add San Diego State. Um, and that's that's kind of been uh, the, the most obvious expansion candidate for the Pac-12 because – and John Wilner of the San Jose Mercury News, he's kind of the main Pac-12 reporter. He's mentioned them a lot as being the number one uh, expansion target because – in Southern California, they've been successful in, you know, football. They have a crazy new stadium. Too. Yeah, new stadium, a good men's basketball product as well. 
uh, fairly large alumni base. Like that's I'd a school. Love to see that they're they're competitive too every year. You know, like yeah. most years, I guess. But they're yeah. they're always they beat Utah last really, year. Yeah, they're never really a pushover. I think that would be a real good addition. So yeah, no, I think I think San Diego State would be would work. Um, I wonder how it would work in terms of like how much this would be under a new PAC 12 TV deal. Would they have to like work their way up to get the full share type of deal? I mean, I think San Diego state would still want to join um, because being like as much as not being in the big 10 and sec sucks, not being in any current power five. And I'm putting uh, you know, the finger quotes up there because obviously like there's a power two and like a mid level three of the PAC 12, big 12 and ACC, but being in one of the group of five conferences, you know, like the Mac or the Mount West or the Sunbelt, you want to get bumped up to the current power five because it's just so much more money. Even like, sure, you're not going to be as good as the, you know, big 10 or SEC, but you're still playing high level college football against teams that are currently power five teams, you know? Um, And so San Diego state has definitely been mentioned as like the obvious expansion candidate. I guess there is a scenario where the PAC 12 maybe raids the big 12. We'll see. I'm not even going to touch on that right now because it feels like that just doesn't seem like that has any chance of happening, but who knows? Um, The other school that he mentioned, it's a little out of the box um, as like, let me, let me try to guess it. Okay. Is it like a West coast school? Well, if you're going to guess, well, no, I, I, I can't just, there's like, I'll say this. If I answered the question, if I answered the, what is it a West coast school, then it would kind of give it away. I don't know. What? Okay. Can you tell me the conference, the current conference that they're in? Yeah. They're in the American athletic conference. Ooh. Okay. Um, I don't think you're going to get it because it's a really out of the box suggestion. And it has nothing to do. I, if it's American athletic, Oh, look, we got the the time left thing. Um, But if it's American, just tell me, because now we're on borrowed time. (laughs) SMU. Oh, I thought SMU moved to the Big 12. Did they not? No, they did not. I thought they were a part of that that Big 12 expansion. Maybe I'm I'm tripping, but. No, yeah, no, they they are still in the American Athletic. And the reason why you consider them is because they're in the Dallas-Fort Worth market. They have a lot of money behind them, too. So in the NIL era they can, you know, they can just pay players. I mean, that's why they got the death penalty back in the eighties, you know, with the Pony Express stuff. So um, I think, I think that would be really interesting to have SMU. Like I would, I would not be opposed to that if it, if it comes to that and the PAC 12 is like, these are the schools we're adding, we're staying together. I think that Fresno state's a decent option too. Um, yeah, Fresno State's a great option. Yeah, they have a little bit more like people than you think because they would have the Central Valley of California. I saw somewhere that Sacramento could be included. That is like their media market. Yeah, they're, like, I don't, they're like mid to north, Northern California. Yeah, I, I don't, I, I don't see how Fresno is part. I mean, how Sacramento is part of the Fresno market, but yeah, um, California boundaries are are strange, but yeah. Um, so I, I, part of me is like, I kind of want the PAC 12 to like maintain, cause it's, it's, it's getting crazy with now, 
you know, USC and UCLA going to the Big Ten. It's kind of like that that geographical element of college football is is kind of like breaking. Right. So I almost feel like not that that's like the strictest standard that you need to adhere to. If you have to add SMU, add SMU and they want to join up or whatever. But I would like to see two new California schools kind of join the Pac-12. And Fresno State's out a couple of competitive seasons. They have that alumni alumni base. They're they're relevant in football. Then yeah. in then in San Diego State would be really interesting to add. I would not hate that. I would not oh, hate that. No, me neither. Um it does just come down, but I think the SMU thing is that there's probably a higher valuation with them. Than, yeah, money-wise, and that's yeah, what everything and that's, comes back to. And, and, and that's why it sucks that we're here, but Boise State isn't even mentioned as one of the top ones because they're in Boise. And I like Boise. I've been to Boise. Uh, but it's not a huge media market, and – I don't know. It just, it just doesn't seem like it's going to happen for them, which sucks because if it was like, if it was just about football, they would have already probably gotten into one of these conferences. Right. So we'll see. It's they seem like a, they seem like an AAC. Did I say American? Yeah. AAC type of school to me, but that's just from like feel that has, that's just like an intuition thing. Right. There's literally nothing else behind that. They just seem like an AAC school to me, but yeah. Anyway. Well, they're in the Mountain West right now, so. Mountain West, yeah. I mean, every school – isn't Fresno State in the Mountain West too? They are. Fresno State and San Diego State are both currently in the Mountain West. Yeah, they're about to get poached. That's like that's – like Well, the they might. Point. I mean, we don't know. That's the thing. We don't – you know, it's if, – If the Pac-12 is as committed to staying together as Ray Anderson makes it sound, then I feel like the Mountain West would be the logical candidate to start to get poached a little bit. Yeah, um, but that's kind of the sad part about this for like the smaller conferences is what are they going to do, you know? Oh, I know. Um, it's yeah. Yeah, it's it sucks. I mean, I wish that. And again, I've mentioned this. I wish that college football just had one like it was a, and maybe we're getting to this, but there's going to be a lot of uh, growing pains. But right. it was just had one commissioner. It it was. I don't want to say like just like the NFL, but it had one commissioner that like controlled each of the five leagues. And so that way, like this, this stuff doesn't happen where, I mean, what if we went back to college football, like before, uh, what would it be like before the Texas and Oklahoma leaving of last year? If, if, if it was just PAC 12 with the 12 schools, the big 12 with, I guess they had 10 schools uh, a few years ago before, because they're adding, you know, Cincinnati, Houston, UCF and BYU. And then SEC, ACC, big 10 were all the same. Like if all of those had their own commissioners, but they all like had to be in line with the main commissioner and he, he or she could block whatever happens. um, You know, maybe that's just, I think I think we'd need talk. we'd need an expanded playoff for that to have even been entertained. So well, then that's the thing. If if you had the one person in charge, it would be much easier to have a better playoff system. You know, right, right. I hear that. Well, Mark, so, we're kind of on a time crunch here. Yeah, um, because our, uh, for some reason we don't have the Zoom thing anymore. I don't even know what happened. It's been working fine, and now all of a sudden they're like. 
you got to wrap it up. So right. we're going to have a, a little bit of a an abbreviated episode today, but that's all right. We'll figure this out. Um, sure. Let's like do a rapid fire on these transfers real quick. So, well, like, I, okay. I was thinking we just do the transfer stuff later on um, because I did want to kind of want to go over them in detail, you know, I pulled an all-nighter studying all of these guys, and now you're telling me I don't get to share that knowledge with you? Well, you already have the knowledge. But Did you I, actually, I, I don't think you actually you. stayed up all night. Okay, Mark, you don't know how dedicated I am. Yeah. Um, no, I didn't, but I'm glad you believed it for a second. Yeah. Well, we will get to that Next week, um, yeah, we're going to have to cut it short. We uh, take you behind the curtain. We're actually recording on Zoom. If you couldn't tell by just on our uh, YouTube. Can I say one thing real quick? Just sure. from like the biggest thing that jumped out about this this uh, this list here is is the running back position. And obviously losing Chip Trainum and uh, Rashad White who I think is a huge fantasy sleeper, but that's neither here nor there. Oh, he's going to be a beast. Uh, with with, uh, with off-season Lenny showing up to camp in, in peak physical <laughs> condition. Um, but I, I was looking at the uh, sort of the numbers from last year for all of the running backs, and one guy I'm, I'm really excited about is uh, Daniel Ngata. Ngata? Ngata? Ngata. We'll say it, Ngata. Um, and it, just kind of looking at the averages, they, it was kind of the big three with Trainum, Gata, and White last year. Um, and I mean, Gata actually averaged more yards per carry and yards per touch on his yards for, from scrimmage than Trainum. And I think he's more than ready to step into that that role. And I think I'm, I'm really excited to see kind of what he does next year. Uh, and then obviously the transfer from uh, Wyoming. His name is Valde, Xavier Valde. Yeah. Yeah, those two He's guys. Be a beast. I, that's the one thing I think I'm pretty critical of ASU because they've let me down just in perpetuity. They're they're not capable of actually doing something that makes me happy. But the <laughs> one thing that I have uh that I will give credit where credit is due um for, I guess, is their ability to develop running backs. That is yeah. the one thing that has been yeah. a constant is uh, the Philadelphia Eagles are the quarterback factory. ASU is the running back factory. So right. um, I, I, I'm excited to see what Gata and uh, the Wyoming kid. I got a Valade. Val, yeah, there you go. Validate. That's easy. Yeah. Validate and Gata do heading that backfield. And we'll go over those transfers way more. But that was just the one thing that, that stood out to me was, was losing train them. But right. I'm excited to see what those two guys do. Yeah, no, it's – I think their running back room is going to be their – one of their strengths. Uh, Valde has had multiple thousand-yard seasons, and then in the uh, COVID year, he played in five games, but I think he rushed for like 550 yards. So that's a pretty good average. And then uh, Nagata, uh, high-pedigree recruit, he showed showed some good stuff last year, uh, particularly against the BYU. I think he had – Yeah, I was going to say that BYU yeah. game, he really showed um, up. Yeah, and then you're right about ASU continuously having pretty good running backs. Obviously, you have the guys in there now. Before, you had, you know, Benjamin, Kalen Balaj, Demario Richard, uh, two different types of backs, uh, DJ Foster. Um, it's not like no, – no one's uh, – Rashad White last year, obviously. No one's been 
This thing's like, about uh, to end, Mark. We got to say Heisman candidate, but uh, it's been continuously good. Um, just like our show, continuously good. We'll see you next week for episode four. Join this the Discord. Been, Link in the description. Join the Discord. This has been episode four. Uh, no, sorry. Episode three of Stomp the Bus.